friends. My guest today is a musician, a father, genuinely hilarious, open-minded dude. I had a great time talking with him about cliff jumping, the time he saved someone's life, being a father, drug addiction, politics, and the upcoming election. Nothing but love and respect for this guy, my friend, Casey McCabe. You just, the meme guy? Oh, fuck. Dude, it is hilarious. Like, they're, they're, it's funny how they're not even mine, right? But if you post it up, if you post it up, then somehow it becomes yours to share with people that, oh my God, his memes are so funny. They're not his. <laughs> they are not yeah. his. Yeah. Right? Well, somebody's got to create them, but yeah, most of the time you're just pushing it along. Oh, oh well, there is like a, a meme application thing that you can do, but it's it's all just awkward and bullshit. So yeah, it's like I'd rather just you know, yeah, just let people know your your inner being with your your meme game. That's right. Mm -hmm. And there's all different kinds, right? You got the you know the church on Sunday goes to work during the week type, you know, housewife that has hers and. Probably things are pretty raunchy when, you know, like, oh, the cat did this. Like, yeah, I don't think we would be in the same meme group. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you can be friends with somebody and kind of have the same sense of humor, but their idea of what's funny on the internet is completely different than oh, yours. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Somebody will send you something and you'll be like, uh, what? Or something, you know, you'll get something else and you'll be like, oh my God, that's hilarious. Oh man. I did not know Saturn was in retrograde. <laughs> that is just hilarious. You were such a spirit of the earth. Like, I, I don't get it. It's like, of course you wouldn't. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. And you don't want to ask to have it explained to you because then you show your age. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm 35, dude. There's some, you know. Pretty soon we won't be able to quote 90s movies because our kids are going to be like, what are you talking about? Like, Yeah. I don't even fucking know. Well, dude, my kids have started dropping things that are in their lexicon. And one of the ones that they, they dropped on me recently was they called me a tryhard. <laughs> have you heard that before? I, I could guess to where it goes, but no, I have not. Yeah, I hadn't either. And they're like, dad, you're a tryhard. Quit tryharding. And I'm like. What does that mean? They're like, you're trying too hard. It's obvious. You're, you're just trying really hard. And I'm like, that's how you get good at stuff. That's this. a bad thing now. <laughs> <laughs> so that, and then I was watching a movie, some, some new, uh, like young adult, you know, like 20 something party movie on Netflix. And they called one of the characters a tryhard. And I was like, oh, oh my God, God, dude. It has dropped. Yeah. So I was like, fuck. I'm old. I did not know what that meant. And my nine-year-old daughter explained it to me. Oh, God, dude. Yeah, weren't, weren't we teenagers when we started doing that kind of shit to our parents and whatnot? Now you're dealing with nine-year-olds. Some of these guys have YouTubes and, like, <laughs> check out my makeup tips. Like, dude, you're <laughs> nine years old. You're you're a boy. And you have, like, a million followers. I, yeah. I would love to meet that 40-year-old that's getting tips from, you know, Joel. At <laughs> <laughs> Well, dude, that shit snowballs. They get right. They get like ten thousand, twenty thousand, fifty thousand, and then just everybody just blows up on it. Oh man, yeah. Just if if you got a gimmick and people are willing to, you know, uh, support you on Patreon or any of that kind mm -hmm. of any of those in Venmo. 
I accept Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> I love like, that. Yeah. It's like, I remember PayPal, right? And it's still a thing. Well, right? they own Venmo. So what? So they had to have like a subsidy yeah, or some I, kind of thing? I don't understand it either because I don't use PayPal, but oh. I do use Venmo. I don't use either. Yeah. Like, I, Well, I, I'm putting my credit card information on the internet mm -hmm. anyway, you know, when I'm ordering my burger bill. Because you can't, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go that line. I'm going to make it convenient. Yeah. It's all about convenience. Well, the stupid thing about Venmo, have you used it at all ever? Uh, I think I did once. It, or actually, I got gun shy and I didn't say <laughs> Well, dude, you got to make sure you're sending it to the right person. Oh, right. You know, I, if when I first started sending uh, the rent payments for this place to my landlord, I'd send him like 99 cents first. I was like, is this you? I just want to make sure this is you before I send you a fat chunk of money. But they, uh, you can post stuff private and you have to turn that on. So if you just go on there and you're sending, like I send you money it's public to everyone who knows me. So they can see what I'm paying you for and you have to write in the description what it's for and they do the stupid fucking thing where it turns your words into emojis. What? Yeah, it's so stupid. It's and becoming it, like Egyptian Sanskrit type shit. <laughs> basically, dude, basically. And it fucking drives me crazy because one, I don't want anyone to know why I'm paying you. Uh, yeah. And two, if I wanted people to know that, I don't want it explained with a fucking emoji. No shit. And so you have to spell the words wrong. Otherwise, it auto-corrects with some sort of little thing. Like you got to use like computer ebonics or some kind of yeah. stuff to, oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. So I have mine turned on private and every single payment I send to anybody through Venmo, it's spelled wrong so they won't do the fucking <laughs> emojis. But my feed, I know why... Some dude that I went to junior high with paid his babysitter last Tuesday. It's like I don't, I don't need to know that stuff. Well, I don't know. Maybe for the really lonely people, for what's going on right now, they could build like soap opera stories with that. Mm -hmm. You know, like you know that he paid mm -hmm. Rachel. <laughs> he paid Rachel like five hundred dollars with a heart, with a heart, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and a so. smiley emoji. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking stupid. Oh, uh, that's technology, man. I mean, like talking with people like about how like I, I can't even mimic the sound, but remember the dial-up tone. Oh yeah, like, kind of a thing, right? Like now it's like instant gratification. Like as long as you got your SSID, your password, you're in. You, you don't go through that awkward wait, you know, and. It does make things convenient, but mm -hmm. for the people that haven't been following it from like point A to point B, they're they're just left in the dust, man. I mean, it it's horrendous how like you know most people are used to all oh, all I have to do is turn on and I'm good, but now you have to like oh, it's just hairy stuff, man. Hairy mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, dude. Whenever I I hear that dial-up tone, it reads me of trying to look at porn on my parents' computer <laughs> <laughs> in the nineties. And you remember, you, there were no videos. Oh yeah, it you, was just pictures. It was just pictures. Yeah. And when you clicked on the picture, it'd take you to the new page, and it'd load in line by line. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. Like it. Oh yeah. Yeah, you get like. It, versed in like computer script and whatnot. Yeah, but you're just like, like you're waiting. Oh, there's our eyes. 
oh, there's her neck. Yeah. You know, you're like, start with the pixelation. <laughs> Three minutes later, you're like, God damn it, dude. It's like, I'm, I'm already there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already done. Thanks, internet. Uh, all I needed was the bottom of her chin. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Well, it's even better. I'll, I will go back even further. Remember when you had, we, you know, TV, you could have the rabbit ears, mm-hmm. you know, and you could see some fuzzy, like, stuff. So you're, like, trying to figure out. A spice Channel. I think, what is that? Is that a boob? I think that's boob. <laughs> could be a butt cheek with the, with the mole on it or something. Yeah. I don't know. It was really just two dudes playing basketball. You're like, God damn it. <laughs> damn it, ESPN. You fooled me again. Yeah, man. Spice Channel. Oh, Squiggly. No, no. We were pirates when you think about it. Back back when we were kids, we were more pirates than kids are now. It's it's see, it's too easy. It's, it's too, too easy. easy. They don't have to too work easy. for it. It's like, God, dude. You got a you got a thing on your phone, you type in any word that comes to your mind, and you go anywhere. You yeah. get a million results for whatever you want. Yeah, I remember like I had to sneak a Playboy and then go down to Mill Creek and find a spot so I could like you know, <laughs> check it out. Like, oh my god, everybody knows. I don't care. I'm a, I'm a pirate. Yeah. I'm a rebel. There's homeless people in the bushes, like, looking over your shoulder. <laughs> How do you think I got the Playboy? <laughs> when yeah. Poppies was a place. Poppies. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're down, dude. I, I drove by there, I don't know, sometime in the last month, and that whole that whole strip is gone, right? Car oh. wash and all that shit? Oh, yeah, all of it. The gas station, car wash, all of it. And the rumor was, I will drop a rumor. Oh, dude. That... It was supposed to become a mini golf course, and right before the COVID, and you have to say it like that, the COVID, like, it, it's been boarded up. It looks like people come there, they dug up everything at the gas station type area, but it's one of those things where it's like you're passing by businesses, and they're just boarded up. Yeah. Like, they're shut down for lease out front. But how How is that going to be a miniature golf course? It's like, it's like... 500 yards long and 20 yards wide. Right. So they'd have to like widen that out. Where the hell would you park? You know, so yeah. it, could, it could have just been, you know, flaps in the breeze. So yeah, I couldn't even tell you my sources. Man, I always thought it would be a really good idea. I used to dream, not dream about it, but like scheme on this when I just be bored. You like can if, call them dreams. Well, they're dreams. It sounds stupid if I call it a dream, but it was a thought uh, that if you had a water park, in the Dalles, it would kill. Because you either have to go to Wild Waves or Great Wolf Lodge, mm-hmm. or back in the day, we used to go to the Tri-Cities. They had one up there. Oh, yeah. But, dude, it's hot in the Dalles in the summer. It seems like it would make a ton of money. Well, I thought that's what they were going to do with the outside pool when like, they started drawing up schematics for like what they wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even remember when it like broke down, they rebuilt it and whatnot. There's like two slides. But yeah, it would make more sense like that abandoned tennis court in the back. Yeah. That I, I'm sure it's a campsite now or some some <laughs> weird shit. It's right by, you know, it's right by a creek. That <laughs> <laughs> there's Playboys out there. Nineteen ninety seven. Oh man, what a year. Vintage. Vintage. But yeah, it, I, I can't imagine where the starting process would be. You know, with all that. Yeah. You know, you have to get you just, permission. Just get Google involved. Yeah, Google. Yeah, the Google. Google. We are the Google. How, how, much, how much has it made things around there change, you think? 
a lot more families have moved down or moved here, like there, like since you know we're in Gresham right now. Oh shit! I gave away your. Oh I my gave, god! Oh my god! We're we're at this address now, but uh, it's felt like a lot more families have moved in. Uh, I don't want to say diversity because if I say that, that means I'm looking for it. But it feels like a lot more families have moved in, uh, which just feels fucking ridiculous. With one like we have one Fred Myers, we have one Safeway, we have a. You know, it's like when you have one of everything, but we're having population come in. Like, they took fucking Kmart and turned into a U-Haul. What? Yeah, dude, you don't... They took Kmart, right? They turned it into a U-Haul station, basically. All the all their vans are out there. You know, and it's like, really, for... And fucking motels. They've been building up motels like it's, it's fucking, like, trendy or some shit. Yeah. You know? Like, you have a lot of families coming in, and yeah, there are some that are buying up houses, but you're also talking about, you know, one-head, two-head, you know, family, you know, entities. Yeah. Like, two or three kids or something. Like, how are they going to get a mortgage when they're working just above minimum wage? Well, it, it made the housing market go up, too, didn't it? It feels like it. Because yeah. every there's a lot of jobs that I go to where houses that sat for years, mm -hmm. you know, and always had the realtor signs people are actually moving into, which is great. Uh, you know, and they're like, Oh, we're from, you know, Seattle. We yeah. just moved here from California. We came from Montana or one guy was from West Virginia. Saw it on his plates, a Lincoln. He drove a Lincoln. It's like, did you drive that here? <laughs> yeah. Get a better car, bro. It was like, shit, man, this is classic. But you know, and him and his wife are living in like a three bedroom house. And it's like, oh, so I try not to get, I really try to not get too involved, but it's like, oh, so yeah, nice place. You, you guys and your kids, like, oh no, all of our kids live back East. So, uh, you know, you and your wife are in this three bedroom house mm -hmm. by yourselves, you know, cool. Yeah. I'm going to do my thing and get the fuck out of here now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting that I remember when they talked about bringing that in. And to go back to just explain what it is, it, it Google built, it's basically a huge server farm, right? Yep. And it's near the water because I believe it's more efficient to have hydro uh, clean cool. and cool. Mm, clean and cool. Yeah, the servers. Mm -hmm. And so that's why they built it next to the Columbia River in the Dalles. And when they started talking about it, this must have been like 10 years ago, maybe. Oh, dude, I was, shit. I was working for a carpet company. Didn't want to drop names, but I was working for a company and we had to go in and like, you had to, you know, sign hush hush stuff. It's like, it, it wasn't, it, it, before it was Google, you know, it was the like red herring project or oh, some shit. Some yeah. fucking James Bond code name. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's great that, they have their servers and it's cool. I just don't know about the like motel room esque place that like they have like motel rooms in there inside the oh, campus. Shit. They have an indoor theater and a grand dining room kitchen and shit. And wow. I know because I help put those fucking floors in. Mm -hmm. Like we're we're not talking about you know like oh it's a moderate kitchen. No motherfucker, you could do like backflips in this thing and. Like the indoor theater and the shit they were paying for. And our friend who owns the the company out there, that's who you were working for? 
That's who I was. They had the contract for the whole thing? No, it was split. Okay. Which was really great when they were building it up. It gave a lot of jobs to a lot of yeah, local entities. Yeah, that's a good contract. You know, like there were multiple, multiple uh, entities involved with the building process. But as soon as it was finito, then you got people yeah. coming in. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure there were plenty of able-minded, able-bodied people that could do the job, but, you know, you hear people coming here from Oklahoma, Yeah, all, all the people inside that plant are probably, like, seriously professional, specialized oh, yeah, scientists. They're, and They're not going to hire humps. No. I mean, hell no. Yeah. They're not going to hire a guy like me to do, like, <laughs> <laughs> we need you to do data, data and statistics. <laughs> Uh, okay. Okay. Let me put my glasses on. <laughs> Let me go get my notepad and my crayon. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my other box of Crayolas. I'll be right back. Everybody stop. I need to start taking numbers. One, two. <laughs> Damn it. Gotta start over. <laughs> no, they are professionals and they, I'm sure they are good at what they do. Yeah. I mean, nobody should not be trained to do that work, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so now there's a huge uh, money-making Google server farm in the DAOs. And because of that, you've got all these specialized people coming in, making some nice dollars. And then real real estate market around there and Hood River, which, I mean, Hood River never had a problem having uh, higher-priced houses anyway. Oh, God. I mean, all that shit just went up. Oh, yeah. All of it, man. Like, it, when when it's known that somebody else will pay more than the next guy. I mean, of course, like like we were talking about, like closing costs. When a house costs like two hundred fifty thousand, and somebody else comes in and wants to throw fifty grand on top for closing, like you know, I can only imagine what that does with numbers mm-hmm. of how the house is like. You know, if I was a real estate person, say, well. You know, this was valued at two hundred and fifty, but it sold for three hundred. So this house, that's you know three hundred. You know, they probably talk like that too. Well, they do. Hmm. <laughs> it's a cozy cottage if you're into that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should be a real estate agent. Oh man, it's cozy. It's quite quaint. Hmm. Like I, hmm. I can barely move in this hallway. Yes, it it is quite you know tight. Yeah, tight is in. <laughs> Tight is so 2020. <laughs> yeah, man. I was telling earlier. I was telling you about my friend who sold his house in West Lynn for a fuck ton of money mm-hmm. and moved to Georgia and bought an enormous house with enormous land. I, I can't remember how many acres, ten or twenty acres, mm-hmm. and he paid like three hundred thousand dollars. So. This is not the place to be living right now if you want to buy a house. You know, you got to go, you got to go to the Midwest somewhere if you want to get oh, sh- something dude, decent. I keep hearing about Texas, like the keep hearing about yeah. Texas, mm-hmm. like how it's it's not dirt cheap. Nothing's dirt cheap, you know. But I mean, for like real estate and things like that, apparently, like you said, the Midwest that's where it's at, like big open area, mm-hmm. like you know, I was, like there's open farmland, a lot of open farmland like around our area, you know, there's a lot of rural and, you know, it's just not available. Yeah. How we were talking about the, uh, the mafia farm families <laughs> yeah. that own the properties. Yeah. And How many rural. people you got to kill to get a place out there? No, I can only imagine. 
Yeah. But then you got to move the bodies that are already buried. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, there, there's a lot of land out there. Uh, and I'm sure someone owns all of it, but you'd mm-hmm. think like you could get, you could get a decent little parcel up, you know, outside of like Thai Valley or something. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure they're there. That's the thing. I'm sure you're there, but you got to do the research and it never hurts to know somebody in yeah. any situation ever. So, yeah. you know, if so-and-so knows that someone, so-and-so has like, you know, a four bedroom house out here, but it is 45 minutes away from, you know the nearest you know grocery store someone's gonna buy it up they'll make that commute well that's the thing is like when you live in a small town like that maybe it's harder for you to justify because you're like oh god i gotta drive 45 minutes to get to my job when you live here in the city dude it takes you 45 minutes to get to your job anyway right you know it's the same thing you're just you're driving on country roads versus sitting in traffic well, yeah, it, it's been a take or two before, you know, since I lived around the area. But I remember jumping on buses and shit. And, like, if you're, you know, dependent on the bus system, you know, it's like you better make a day of it in some Dude. cases, especially with the construction. Well, the buses are are rarely on time, right? I mean, the max is very consistent yeah. as far as I know. But the buses, they have issues. I mean. The- well, yeah, when the snow was happening. Like you said, it's been a tick or two, but I just remember when the snows are happening and everything, you know, things just get delayed anyway. Mm-hmm. God forbid somebody isn't, you know, smart enough to be bumper to bumper and there's a crash and then they got to shut down the lane. Mm-hmm. Like, God. It's like, shit, when you're in the Dallas, that shit happens. You just kind of like, oh, sorry, <laughs> bud. I'm grab around you. <laughs> are they okay? Are they okay? Yeah, they're standing there and cussing. Okay, they're fine. Well, yeah, but in the Dallas, you probably can't use any excuse for being late, right? You can be like, oh, traffic was horrible this morning. Oh, I'm sure some are used, though. <laughs> it's usually dependent on, like, your home life. Like, ah, you know, my kid, we just got him in the car and he shit his pants. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he did that last week. <laughs> <laughs> He's but, having issues with that. Yeah, yeah. That's why I need, you know, next Friday off. We have a doctor's appointment. <laughs> we're we're going we're gonna to figure this out together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. kids, man. Yeah, man. Like, you know, we were talking about, oh, uh, kids. I, I didn't think I could have any. Like, my 20s, I thought I was straight sterile. No, I, it was like a belief, like, cold-heartedly, mm-hmm. like, I was sterile. Just, you know. Because you're just dropping loads all over the place and nothing was going on? Well, I, I was involved, you know, with the females. It wasn't like, oh, I just want to get some pregnant. That, that would be irresponsible. That, that's what, you know, mm-hmm. 16 and pregnant girls do. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I need to get pregnant. I'm old. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but, you know, I, I just figured, you know, uh, I wasn't going to have kids. And then here comes 30. And it, it, it was a funny story, you know, because... You know, Will's mom, like, shit, if she hears this, <laughs> we were at a uh, Christmas party because I worked at the vault and just, we were drunker than shit, or at least I was. I, I She might have been. I was too drunk to pay attention. But like, you know, time had passed and then she called me up. I'm pregnant. Like, and this is fucked up because the first thought I thought was like, she cheated on me. <laughs> I can't get people pregnant. Yeah. I, I have this this secret superpower of being infertile. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's funny because it wasn't until the custody like stuff came up because he was born two months premature and really born two months premature and had to take him to the NIC unit. Uh, he was there for six weeks, but uh, 
while I rode in the ambulance while he was going with him to the NIC unit, papers were being signed. Names needed to be put on those papers. Yeah. And, and a name got left out. Mm. And it wasn't until the custody and, and you know, it, you know how people tell on themselves? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he's not on the birth certificate. Uh, is he the dad? Yeah, but it's like, so we had to do the whole DNA test thing. Oh, like, shit. No, it's cool. He's 99.98% mine. You know, there is still that two, two, zero, or zero, 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 two, zero, two, so, something like that, you know, but, oh man, what, what, man, that must've been terrifying. Two months early. How much did he weigh? Like a pound and a half? Like three pounds, 11 ounces. Wow. Like I, the numbers still stick in my head. Like we, I was woken up after eight like got there at like eight thirty something like that. And he was born after nine. Came out screaming. Like he came out screaming because I was all worried. Like, he, are they gonna have to do that weird like you know shove down his throat kind of thing to clear yeah. him out? He's like, ah, here I am. But dude, I was yeah, I was scared shitless. So he came out healthy. He just wasn't the right weight. Well, yeah, and I didn't know any different. Yeah, I didn't know until the nurses and doctors were telling me, yeah. So you know, an ambulance is on its way from the NICU unit, and I'm just like still kind of like adrenaline shock, like what? And so yeah, they gave me the option to either stay with mom at the hospital or ride with kiddo, and it's like oh, fuck that. It's not even a question. Yeah, like I was in there. You know, yeah. What's he gonna do? Cruise by himself? Oh fuck! <laughs> so I'm just so you, he was born in the Dalles, and you had to ride to what OHSU or something? Oh, oh in yeah, Portland Nick unit, the Saint uh, Shriners Hospital, Saint Jude's, the uh -huh. you know OHSU, yeah, yeah, the whole bit, and uh, like still some mm, just hits me once in a while. Like, not always being a little shit, you know, but it's just like every so often, it's like God damn, dude, that day. It was like the happiest, most fearful, uh, and angry I'd been in a long time. Because mm -hmm. it's like all those emotions flowing, you don't know what the fuck is going to happen. You just don't. Yeah, you just got to experience becoming a father, and now you're worried you might die. Oh, yeah. And every, everybody's willing to tell you all the negatives that are, yeah. you know, you know, it's their job. I understand that. You know, they want you optimistic, but they, they also have to keep you realistic. Mm-hmm. And so they're telling me all this stuff and it's, you know, but for the next six weeks, you know, I was making trips down periodically, you know, visiting him. We do have pictures and everything. But and was he just chilling in one of those like incubators? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're just monitoring him. And so did they have to help him breathe or was he doing that by himself? The breathing, uh, I think for the first week, just for uh, to, to make sure that it was normal. They had like breathing tubes and whatnot, and they definitely had a feeding tube in him, you know, like through the nose and everything. And those, I I have to say, the people that work up there, dude, like that, whatever they're getting paid, they're not getting paid enough. That would be an insane job. Like parents going up there, like if they're anywhere, like close to what I was. Oh, you're just scared shitless, and you know the the nurses up there. Uh, physicians, everybody, it's like they they super go out of their way mm -hmm. to like let you know that people give a shit. Mm -hmm. Like they they care about you and they know. And you know, they I still, you know, donate to them. You know, it's nothing major because fixed income, but it's like th those guys, man. I mean, those 
men and women that work up there. Just amazing. Yeah, my cousin, she works in Bend, and she recently she was she was a nurse just assisting with anybody that came in, and she recently switched to the maternity ward. Mm-hmm. And I don't know all the details, but she's basically she delivers babies or is there to assist in delivering babies for her 10 hour shift every day. And man, can you imagine going to work every day and you're like responsible for human lives and you, you never know what's going to happen. Sometimes, you know, you might have a, a a baby that comes out premature Mm -hmm. and maybe in a really shitty situation, they don't make it like that would be so crazy. If that was your job, just like somebody could live or die every single day you go to work. So pay attention. If you think your job sucks, <laughs> yeah. if, if you think you really have it hard because you have to type or press buttons or do whatever, you're important, but are you delivering babies for 10 hours important? Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, that, I couldn't do it. You're going to make me not bitch about my job. <laughs> <You know that. laughs> like, I'm going to have to remember that. Well, are you delivering babies for 10 hours a day? Yeah. No, man. You, you can shut up. Shut up. Oh, man. Uh, well, to change subjects a little bit, uh, because I forgot this happened. Uh-oh. Because I tell this story, but I wasn't there. And you were. And so I want you, I forgot you even were a part of this, but I want you to talk about it, if you would. Uh, so when we were kids in high school and stuff, we used to always go to uh, go jump off cliffs mm-hmm. into the Columbia River. Oh, yeah. And so we'd cross over the bridge in the Dalles, and we'd go to Dallesport, I guess. Spearfish. And go to Spearfish. Uh-huh. And uh, there was another one we'd go to. You remember what that one was called? There was Spearfish. There was... The one that jumped into the lake. Wasn't that a different one, too? Uh, well, we're not talking about, like, Parkdale Hood River or anything. Whatever. Uh, whatever. Whatever. So we used to go there all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's hella dangerous. And I remember my mom being terrified, like, oh, I wish you wouldn't go. Don't tell me when you're going to go. I don't want to know about it. And Mm -hmm. we were just like young, 16, 17, 18-year-old kids. And we'd go over there, and anyone could have died at any moment, jumping off this 40-foot cliff into the Columbia. And you went there with a bunch of people. And you know where I'm going with this? Uh, I'm pretty sure I am. (laughs) because there was a big collective of people and let let's just say that things were going on like you know smoke was in the air and you know kids are gonna smoke pot and drink booze i'm not saying that this happened you know but a bunch of us were just you know jumping off the cliffs this that the other and we had somebody in our party that failed to mention that they they couldn't swim you know, we're at the river, and nobody noticed him climbing down. And I don't want to mention names because he knows who he is. But climbed down and was waiting in the water, you know, just kind of like waist high or whatever. And so everybody's jumping off. Everybody's having a good time. And then it's like for some reason it just popped in like, hey, uh, you know, where's so-and-so? Because he was at the rocks, and here comes up some bubbles. And the, this is – <laughs> I have to laugh about this because people were yelling, right? Guys underwater. Who would you yell at somebody who's deaf? You know? <laughs> was like, hey, ah, hey, ah. Everybody's yelling and shit. And 
know, everybody's trying to dive down. They're trying to find him, this, that, the other. So I think I was at the top, like, looking around where he might be, scoped out, like, the area area where he might have been, right? And I don't know if it was adrenaline or what, but I just remember diving down to the bottom. And thank God this kid was pretty pale uh, because, you know, he was at the bottom of that area. And that shit, I think, was around, God, 30 feet I, I, I'm exaggerating. I don't want to make it a fishing story, but I remember swimming down and just finding him and his eyes were open. And that's what freaked me out. I could still, it's still a picture in my head. Like eyes were open. I remember, you know, swim to the top. And like, as we're swimming to the edge, I remember trying to, you know, try to do the CPR as you're swimming. And we, we get him to, you know, we get him to the side and everything and i just remember like slapping him in the face a couple times like remember the abyss that movie (laughs) (laughs) yeah you've never given up on anything in your life (laughs) wake up and all of a sudden like out comes the water and he's choking and coughing but it's like you're you're breathing you're moving and it's like oh fuck you know and the adrenaline's flowing and shit right but it, it you don't think about these things till after the fact that like you know what was i thinking i wasn't so yeah, and you saved a dude's life. Yeah. That's insane, man. <laughs> uh, and, like, I still check in, like, what the guy's doing once in a while. You know, you see posts and this and that. And you're like, yeah, every so often I think about it. Did he learn how to swim? I'll, I will need to ask. <laughs> I will need to ask because I don't know. What a fucking idiot, man. But it was a trip, though. And what's funny is we, because it was spearfish, and the only way to get up there was to hike. Some, you know, thank God for the age of cell phones. Somebody had their Nokia on them. <laughs> <laughs> so they call the, the EMTs and everything. And so these guys, they're, they walk out, right? And so they're kind of looking down the cliff like, oh, we're, this isn't going to happen, you know, type of shit. So dude's still kind of in shock or mm-hmm. whatever. So they need to get him. So these guys actually swam out. And I can't remember who was, you know, with me swimming to the shore. But the two EMTs had his shoulders, and me and the other dude has legs, so we're pouring him. The EMT kicked me in the nuts. <laughs> on purpose? No. <laughs> it was like he was just kicking because he's on his back. But, dude, kick me in the nuts. We get we get to the shore, and I'm like, I think I almost threw up. The guy's like, what's wrong? He's like, dude, you kicked me in the balls. It's like, well, I'll buy you a beer. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I never got that beer. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that beer? Where is it? Somewhere um, floating the clouds. So, okay. So that's mostly the way I had been told it. I was under the impression he ran and jumped off, but he never did that. No, he climbed down he the climbed cliff. Down. Like, and he, so he never told anybody that he couldn't swim. And uh, he had a brother that was there too, right? I'm not sure if his brother was there. Hmm. Like, I, I'm trying to re- like remember the whole scenario. Was my like, brother there? I believe he was. Yeah. I believe he was. You may have to do a follow-up with him. Yeah, but. man. It's weird how, like, you can uh, erase people. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? Yeah, the they're, surrounding they're probably, areas. Uh, how many people were there? 10 or 15 or oh, something? Oh, fuck. A lot. There, there was a good grip. Yeah. There was a good grip of people. And, and so like, were, were people freaking out when they realized what happened? Oh, yeah, dude. When, you know, the person was not in view and, you know, where he was was vacant, Right, and we're seeing bubbles come up. That's when everybody starts yelling because, of course, you know, nobody wants to see anybody 
nobody wants to see anybody fucking drown. Yeah. Right. Especially in that situation. So everybody's yelling, everybody's trying to swim down. And I don't know, I don't know what it is, you know, what was in me to like swim down to the bottom and fish his ass up. But, you know. And when he was just sitting down there at the bottom, he's just like, he wasn't like squirming or doing anything. No, he was just still. It was just still, you know, just kind of like a board, you know, how you're just floating, Man. you know, kind of a thing. But his eye, dude, his eyes were open, and that's what I remember. Is his eyes were open. Did you think he was dead? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought, dude, I, I thought he was dead, and I thought I was fishing up a corpse, but that I didn't give up because it's like, you know, he had his back on my chest, and it, like I said, I was just hitting his chest like you're you're not fucking dying on me motherfucker <laughs> you're not fucking done <laughs> never given up on anything in your life <laughs> did you win an emmy for that performance oh man i should have <laughs> Ma- man so was it weird after like what happened after that did everybody keep jumping and stuff or was- oh hell no <laughs> everybody's like oh let's go home uh basically uh, so the ambulance was parked where all of our cars were. I think everybody was kind of dissipating at that point. And <laughs> thank God we don't mention names because a uh, dude was asked like, hey, man, what was going through your head? Like, you know, what was going on? Man, I just want to get high one more time. <laughs> Smoke his weed. It's like, oh, is that what you were thinking while you were floating down? Like, well, you're alive, motherfucker. So, mm, man, did he did he ever like come up to you later and give you a hug and be like, man, thank you so much. You ever, did he realize what you did? He, well, when we, when he was taken to his house, like he was still in shock, mm-hmm. like still. Cause, but I, I believe he did. I mean, I, I was probably still in shock too, Yeah. but I, I want to say he did. I want to give him credit for thinking, you know, it's one of those things where you just don't know, like the universe, man. It's like, if I wasn't there, you know, what would have happened? Yeah. I think, I think if he wasn't there, you know, like, just don't know. Shit, shit happens in our timelines that we get to look back on, right? And say, well, this shit happened, that shit happened. And you could think about, well, what if, what if I was five seconds early? What if I was five seconds late? What if he knew how to swim? Butterfly uh, effect, man. Yeah, I thought it was more Mothman prophecy. Is <laughs> <laughs> either it way, it was a trip. It was a trip. Yeah, man. Uh, but he's still he's still around and kicking, hopefully smiling. Yeah. yeah, you still see him, talk to him and stuff. I I drop a meme here and there, you know. Like I like a page, you know. Yeah, that's the extent. Yeah, you know I'm pretty lame, so like I'll like your stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that that's quite the story. I remember somebody talking about it happening, and I don't remember it deterring us from going there. We still went there. But oh shit, yeah, dude. That that cliff was sketchy because you'd run and jump, and then like a little bit further out, there was still another spot. You know, like you had to clear a chunk of rock yeah, just to yeah, make the it bottom. to the water. Well, yeah. yeah, at the bottom there, yeah, because there was a lower jump. Yeah, you know that that was like the kitty jump. Mm-hmm. You know, you... <laughs> for the nine year olds <laughs> or the yeah. people who can't swim. No, they they climb down the cliff. Yeah, oof, man, but. Yeah, fun times out there. I mean, I've been years. I man, concrete is not forgiving anymore, and neither would be jumping. It's like I'm I'm only thirty five, and sometimes like 
Oh, it's 9.20, Saturday night, better hit the hay. Like, what the fuck happened to me? <laughs> like, God, I used to stay up until, you know, 6 o'clock the next day, party rage. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. did I take my vitamin today? <laughs> <laughs> mm, I need my vitamin C. I haven't been counting my steps. I can't start over. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that, that makes me think of, I was, I was thinking the other day about how a majority of the most influential music was made by people, you know, in their twenties. And then there's mm. the 27 club with, oh, yeah. with all those people that died. And I wonder if that has something to do with it. The fact that when you're at that age, you're more willing to take risk. Oh yeah. You're invincible. When you're in your twenties, you are invincible. Yeah. Right. And you, you can't, you can't smoke too much, drink too much. There is nothing that you cannot do, which is looking back a scary concept, but it is true. Yeah. You look back, you're invincible, man. Your mm-hmm. 20s, shit. Don't trust anybody over 30. They said it in what, the 60s or some shit? <laughs> yeah. Most of those guys are in, yeah. <laughs> most of the guys are in their 60s mm-hmm. or 70s. But yeah, there's a feeling of invincibility. And uh, I I don't know what 20-somethings, you know, a lot of 20-somethings now that some of them seem older than their time. Yeah. Like how they, I don't I want to say how they carry themselves, but it's just like, I was on the fast track, man. I, I wanted to live life. I wanted to experience a lot of things, you know, that what I wanted to experience other people may not have agreed with, you know, uh, but you know, go out into the forest and eat some mushrooms. Yeah. Or, you know, Buy Christmas trees on ecstasy. <laughs> like, this this one really wants to come home with me. Or, you know, go on weekend trips. I, I remember we had a show in Wenatchee. Happy Gnome had a show in Wenatchee. And we rented, uh, we rented a tie-dye school bus, right? Uh, I can't remember. I think it was Boyette or... I, uh, I the only remember. person I knew that had a school bus was Brace. But it wasn't painted. Oh, this was blue. It had multicolors and everything on it. Huh. And uh, we rented it for a show in Wenatchee. 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 Six hours away, Wenatchee. How'd you get a show in Wenatchee? You got to ask Papa Papa Pondo. Oh, yeah. Papa Pondo Productions. The, the CEO and president. Yeah. Dude, he, dude it was awesome, though, because he hooked it up. You know, he, he got us the shows. That's the thing. Like, he would set up these shows and... You know, it, what are you going to do when nobody knows who you are? Yeah, you're going to play for like six people, but you're going to have fun. Yeah. We had, dude, fucking fun. I love those guys. Like, I work with one of them, mm-hmm. you know, see him every day and talk with, I'm really trying to not drop fucking names here, <laughs> but you know who I'm talking about. Like, you know, I love those guys. Yeah. We, you know, I life. So you guys started that band, Happy Gnome. Mm-hmm youtube.com slash happy gnome oh yeah you guys started that band in high school and uh why why did those two get happy gnome tattoos and you did not i could give an outlandish story i mean i was just a pussy i'll I'll just say it like uh you know the the plan was always there i don't know why to be honest because i feel like a fucking asshole for not getting it you know were you with them when they got it no, that's the thing. Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember who got theirs first, but oh fuck, I'm gonna get some shit for this. I don't know who got what first, but 
one got one and then the other got one uh-huh. and then they're asking me maybe i was just too much of a vagina <laughs> maybe i will admit that I but was you didn't probably, have any tattoos at that point right no no i did not like at that point maybe i thought i was gonna keep my skin pure <laughs> like, i don't want any blemishes yeah i'm still waiting for you know seers to call me about the plus size men's kettle. <laughs> I, I don't know i was in a weird mindset yeah like you know those two dudes man they were they are rock stars because mm-hmm. they were just you know one is larger than life and fuck man he's a beautiful soul mm-hmm. he's beautiful mm-hmm. i don't care what you say he's beautiful <laughs> <laughs> i agree yeah i love that guy and the other dude he always had a head on him yeah. Like when he went on and went on the boat, you yeah. know, he was doing the shit. Me, I was just, I was kind of a fucking turd. Uh, I'll admit I was a turd. I just kind of was like, I, I, I want us to play shows. I want us to practice. You know, I want to do this <clears> thing. <throat> and then everybody started moving, you know, people started doing their thing. You know, we still would, it, it was like a slow fizzle mm-hmm. where, you know, we, we had this plan and then it was, Hey, you know, since this guy's moved or living in Portland, this guy's on the boat. Like, we'll try. We're just gonna. That's kind of what happens, though, right? Unless yeah. everyone involved just says, "Fuck it, I'm not going to get a job, and we're going to be broke for years, mm-hmm. and maybe something will happen." Unless everybody says that, it never works out. Oh shit, yeah. It's it's hard, man. When you're that age and you're trying to you're trying to decide if you want to go like a career path with your life or if you're just gonna like go all in on being a rock star sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't i was pretty just stagnant yeah like i you know it's like you're at the fucking crossroads or you're at you know you're at the crossroads do i go left do i go right do i do i go straight and it's kind of like the the mindset kept me in the middle of the intersection right i mean Shit, Brett Michaels, he had to choose whether he wanted his insulin or to buy guitar strings. <laughs> Serious? Oh, yeah. I haven't heard that story. Oh, be, behind the music, he couldn't get insulin, right? Because they they were all fucking broke. They had enough for mascara and fucking Aquanet. <laughs> right. But, yeah, I mean, we all just, yeah, we got older. Things started happening. But my, my 20s were, yeah, they were a blur. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, most people know me closely, know that I was on the fast track to killing myself. Yeah. I, you know, I, I didn't want to do it, you know, like, you know, I didn't want a bullet in the head. I didn't want to hang myself, but I was doing shit that was going to get me killed. Uh-huh. Because you are being reckless or because you didn't care or because you just hated your life or what? <laughs> Mostly not caring. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, basically, you know, in high school, like you get with your groups and then, you know, sometimes it's a weekend kegger, sometimes it's smoking in the basement. And, you know, it just, I, I made the conscious choice to pursue that venue of living life, you know, that I was going to, I was going to work those jobs that they didn't test me for anything. Uh, I can make enough to where I could still be numb, like do all that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Like it, it wasn't like I was mopey or like sad all the time. Like I, I was a happy, I, I was a happy go lucky junkie. You know, if it's there the is kind that is, you know, like Christmas trees on ecstasy, that kind of a thing. But it just progressed into, I just want to be numb. Yeah. Like I fuck it. I don't give a shit. Like 
I was ready to be one of those stories. Like, and this is some sick shit that was in my head. I, I was ready to be one of those stories that you tell your kids not to be. Like, I was going to be that example of, well, you know, you know, he, he did this, that, that, and this, had a great family, you know, you know, had all the makings to be successful. And then he did the junk and he died. I, like, it is so fucking morbid to think about. I was, I was okay with that. I was so okay with that. It was fucking scary. Hmm. But, no. And, I mean, then it got to a point where, like, late 20s, like, I, I was still, you know, I was still doing what I was doing, but not to the extreme, you know. Like, you know, I wasn't free basing at 6 o'clock in the morning. You know, I had to take it down a notch. <laughs> you know, I, I had to chill out, you know. Yeah. You know, you know, some some opioids here, some marijuana there, you know. Well, so what changed it? What made you decide that's not what you wanted to do? This. Uh, was there any, like, breaking point where you're like, fuck. There were plenty of times that I saw the writing on the wall, but I just, you know, I didn't have it in me to stop or stay stopped. Because that, that's a big thing, like. There's plenty of people that do things that they don't want to do anymore. They want to let go of that shit, right? But when you actually get past, like, you know, you get past the concept of, I know I need to do this, and then you start making, like, changes, like, it just didn't stick with me for a long time. Like, I would probably get, like, a couple days, then it progressed to a couple weeks. Uh, and... I mean, it was right right before 30, you know, I, I was working steady job. I was still doing my my allowance of junk. You know, I put myself on an allowance of so I could be a functioning addict, you yeah. know, that there is such a thing, I guess. You're you're a functioning addict. But I, I wasn't 150 pounds dripping wet, looking like dog shit, mm -hmm. you know, but hey, it was normal, normal for me. It's kind of like when you go visit a relative and they can't smell the cat pee because yeah. they have so many cats, right? <laughs> they don't smell it because they're used to it. Well, I'm not used to, you know, I, I'm not used to looking at myself looking like a piece of junky shit. Yeah. But uh, I think it was when I found out, you know, Will was coming about, mm -hmm. you know, when his mom told me she was pregnant. And it's like, Fuck. I, I cannot do this shit. I thought it was just going to be me, you know? Yeah. And all my selfish glory. I thought it was just going to be me if I die, if I don't, what the fuck ever. And then, like, those thoughts kind of click in your head that, do I want to be, you know, uh, you know, picking up dog shit somewhere or doing some remedial task that anybody can really do as, like, a 40-year-old or some shit? Working and, at a gas station, yeah. I wasn't going to – hey – I wasn't going to go there, but since you did, but yeah, like, am I going to be pumping gas somewhere like in my forties because I have no aspirations to go anywhere, get a phone call from, you know, the school that, you know, he got, you know, well, his mom was arrested or, you know, he did this or myself, the shit that I was doing. What if he got, you know, the biggest one was he gets a call, you know, the school gets a call about me, Yeah, you know, and these are all just you know, scenarios in my head, but they get a call that, oh, well, yeah, he got caught doing some stupid shit and he's in Norcor right now with felonies and, you know, nobody can pick you up. Yeah. You know, 
just thinking this this unborn entity that I've never met, have no recollection of who he is, like, and he's he's gonna think his dad's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how that, because you know I had a, a similar experience with having kids, and I know a lot of people who have had that. Like, I don't think you want to disappoint your parents, but you don't care as much. Mm-hmm. You're kind of like whatever. But then when you become a parent, you're like, man, these people are looking up to me, yeah. and I don't want to be embarrassing. Then it's the best and easiest way to turn it around. You know, it's awesome as we can be embarrassing, but in the right sense. <laughs> but in the right just, way. Yeah. yeah. I'm just thinking when he gets his first girlfriend and shit and trying to be all cool, like, hey, y'all, what you doing? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> kiss the face? Yeah. Some kissy face. I'm going to embarrass the shit out of him. Uh-huh. He'll love it. But it wasn't even, dude, it wasn't even when he, when he was born. Like, I, I was still, like, I was still trying. Like, his first year and a half, I was just fucking struggling Mm -hmm. to try and do the right thing, right? Just fucking struggling, and I hated myself, uh, but that didn't stop me. You could could hate yourself with all the fiber of your being for the shit that you know that you are fucking doing, Mm -hmm. but I still, still, it didn't click until he was like a year and a half, you know? Me and his mom separated. Uh, like basically I had, you know, a handful of shit that was his and mine, you know, 30, 30 years old, moving back into mom's house, mm-hmm. right. Trying to start over, start clean. And, you know, it was, it was a long process, but it was fucking worth it, man. Yeah. I mean, I, the physical hurt is one thing. Like when you go through withdrawals and you're you're getting that shit out of your system, it fucking sucks. And my heart goes out to anybody that went through the physical. But what kept me like going back, like it's it's like a bad fucking relationship. What kept me going back was, you know, all the garbage, like all the mental garbage. Mm-hmm. I couldn't let it go. Your your mind playing tricks on you, telling your telling you you're a piece of shit and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like your mind is your own worst enemy mm-hmm. on anything, whether you're trying to be successful or with relationships, mm-hmm. you know, anything. Our mind is our, it's our greatest ally, but it's our worst enemy. Yep. This, yeah. Cocksucker. <laughs> Goddamn brain. <laughs> but yeah, I, dude, life today, like it's amazing how you could go from, you know, people don't want you around them or their families like your own family cannot trust you alone in their house. And then here we are fast forward like three and a half years. Like, you know, like it's, it's just physically noticed, mm-hmm. you know, and. Oh, yeah. Oh. We, we have, we have a friend who I don't really talk to anymore, but he got hooked on Vicodin for eight or 10 years. I'm right here, dude. oh hey what's up hey Uh, i was talking about somebody else yeah yeah uh that it's it's such a a nationwide issue right now oh yeah because you can get prescribed them by a doctor and it can just snowball and before you know it you just this guy where i'm talking about uh he got to a point where he needed like I don't know how many, but like X amount of Vicodin per day. Like 20 or 30? Just to be normal. Like mm-hmm. to not just lay in bed and throw up all day. Oh, yeah. And uh, 
I mean, that's what pushes a lot of people to heroin too, right? Is if they can't get their their painkillers, then I mean, heroin's cheaper. Oh yeah, I I knew. Even in my state, I could not because I would have fallen in love. I'd be dead. I fucking knew it's a bad drug. Well, and and that's like you know our our friend like that's you know I fell through a porch, got it prescribed, and I'm not blaming you know I'm not putting on doctors. What I did, I did, mm-hmm. you know. But like you know, I got an injury, and then I was prescribed it, and then there's this sense of all right, you know, I was hurting. Now I take this, and now I can. I can work like I can, I'm a fucking rock star. Right. But then depending on who you are mentally, like it, it does, it isn't like an overnight thing. You know, it, it feels like that when you look back like a year from being into the ship, that's how it progresses. Like, you know, well, and you reach a point where you're not even, you're not even really feeling the good side effects of the drug anymore. Right. You're just taking them to not feel shitty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Like I kept a pill bottle next to my bed, and that was that was my ritual. Like, and I was I was prescribed for the longest time. You know, you're you know you're prescribed like a hundred twenty ten milligram Vicodin, yeah, in shit, and you run out like three weeks before your next you know re up. Like there there's an issue there, yeah, and so. Yeah, the body builds up tolerance, but then, yeah, you just want to feel normal. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, in the case of being there, like, oh, man, if I take two, man, that'll fuck me up. That'll be a good time. Drink a little booze, have a little weed. <laughs> a little <laughs> cocktails. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's some dangerous shit. Well, like you said, it is it is an issue. It is a problem. I'm not going to say this issue. It is a problem how accessible, like, it is. Like, people think because they're putting all these regulations on it, you can only have so much and this and that. Like, you know, if somebody wants something bad enough, they will find it. Yeah. In one way or another. They will. It's it's just the mindset, you know. Like, some people, if they want that good job, if they want that house, if they want that relationship, they're going to work their ass off to get it. You know, addiction, it's all those things rolling into one. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you will crawl over your own family member to, like, you know, to do that shit. Mm-hmm. So. And so you said three and a half years you've been sober. Mm-hmm. And so does it get easier or harder over time? Like, you ever go somewhere and you're just like, oh, fuck, I wish I had a pill right now. You know, like. there, I've had to remove myself from situations. Like I had, I had to be educated on what it was to be, you know, clean and sober. Cause we're talking about, you know, deviling and shit when you're like, you know, first time 13, you know, by 16, it's kind of a daily thing. I had to teach myself that it isn't the outside world, right? Cause the outside world is going to do the shit that they do. I've had to not put myself in situations, but the hardest thing is not being able to see certain people that. Like, I love. Yeah. You know, we're not just talking family. Like, we're talking about friends that I still love to this day, but I cannot be around them because of my lack of self-control. Yeah. And, yeah, situations, like, for the first year, I could not go to bars. I was avoiding, like, usual, like, routes because it put me, like, in that mindset. Like, you have to rewire your shit. 
Yeah. You know? But it, that's the thing is once you, like, changing steps and changing where you go, this kind of a thing, like, now it has gotten, like, I want to say easy. It's gotten what I think normal is. It's been long enough that it's just, like, the routine. It's just what you do. Yeah. Yeah. And there are days, everybody has hard days. It's like the the people that don't have the this issue or this allergy, as some people call it, like, they have bad days. You know, everybody has bad days. And sometimes they want to go out and, you know, have a have an awesome weekend. Like, there are people that can, you know, go to Burning Man and drop acid, you know, for a few days at a time, come back, and then you go to your office setting and it's all normal. Yeah. I, I can't do that. Yeah. You know? But I realize I can't. Yeah. Well, that's the important part, right, is understanding mm-hmm. who you are and what your what your mindset is. Yeah. Did, did you ever go to any program like 12, 12 step na uh aa any of that kind of stuff i i have frequented a lot of uh like institutions like that did, did it work for you like do you feel like it was a positive thing i i will say that you know without my program i it, it wouldn't have stuck without my program without talking and working with the people that i talk with like I'm trying to keep their anonymity and programs anonymity like in check, mm-hmm. like well in check in the fact of like you know these are great programs. The people that you meet in there uh, have the potential to save your life, like save it. Yeah, like you could think you're the biggest piece of shit, fucking hate yourself, but they've been there. Yeah, and these are people that they're not getting paid. The only thing, the only reason why they do it is because they were a piece of shit or felt like a piece of shit. And somebody was there to pick them up and say, hey, man, there's, there's a better way. Yeah. There is. But you have to work for it. That's the main thing is you, you have to put in work mentally, physically, like that you've never done before. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's making that decision and then just knowing that you have to try. I think... I think a lot of addiction is just not trying. I mean, that's what it is for me on anything I get addicted to mm-hmm. as well. It's like you have to try harder not to be addicted to it than than to be addicted to it. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, you look at end results of things like, you know, it's just like it's like building up your body, right? Like me and all my glory as you can tell and my dad bod i'm happy with it but you know let's say what's going to be easier me doing like a six-week program of eating nothing but plant-based foods and i can't eat after this certain time i can't do you know certain things here or do i just say fuck it eat whatever i want and risk diabetes you know (laughs) diabetes diabetes yeah like what's what's going to be easier Mm. you know and who doesn't want instant gratification yeah. But who doesn't? I love it. It's oh, great. man. Well, that was the hardest part about quitting smoking. And I I quit for real like 10 or 15 years ago. But in the last couple of years, I've picked it up here and there. Yeah. Uh, it's when you start to associate certain activities with whatever that is. And like for, with smoking, it's like, oh, right when you wake up in the morning, you have a cigarette with your cup of coffee. Or after lunch, you go have one out back, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you develop all those habits and that's the hardest part. Like I, Mm -hmm. I love smoking, 
because it's an activity. If it didn't kill you, I would smoke all day, every day. Oh, shit, yeah, dude. Because it's awesome. It's an activity that goes with drinking, that goes with going to the bar and hanging out with people. Like, it's just... Or after relations. Or, yes, that one as well. Saxophone music in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's, that's the hardest thing is, like, removing that shitty thing that you always do from the normal things you do. You, you got to break them apart. And then like I was telling you earlier, uh, doing sober October with, uh, Farger and Hoover and my brother. Yeah. And I'll be right there with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're already there. Here I am. Um, cause I drink, I drink every day and I don't usually get drunk, but I'll have like three or four drinks, you know, yeah. after work. And, this entire month not drinking, there's just so many times where I'm just like, I should be doing something right now. Usually I'm doing something and it's so weird. Like even just to like go hang out with someone like, oh, hey, let's go get a drink. Like I can't do that right now. And then it makes it all weird. Mm -hmm. You go hang out with somebody, but you can't drink, but it shouldn't be weird. Yeah. But it is. So it, I don't know, man. Well, it's kind of like when you remove something that's normal. Like you're, you're removing that thing. Like with smoking, like you said, waking up, it's, it's, you know, it's in there like our mind clock or mind alarm, whatever you want to call it, but like to actually consciously remove it, like, and take it out of the equation. Like, do you notice there's a change? Do you notice you, you itch like a motherfucker, you know, kind of a thing? Yeah. It's smoking is hard, dude. And like, uh, you know, it's one of those things where if, like it was stated, if if you remove it, you know, and it affects you, like, you know, everybody could use a break from things that aren't good for the body. Like, but if it's bad for your body, your soul kind of a thing, you know, everybody's got to make their own choices, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, shit, that some people eat too much butter, Yeah, you know. Well, a lot of people just replace addictions with other addictions, too. Oh, yeah. You know, you you quit smoking, you start eating more or you start exercising, you work out for four hours a day or something like Mm -hmm. some people just have addictive personalities where they, I don't know if it's like you're deflecting your attention from like really looking at the thing that's going on. Mm -hmm. You're like, I'm gonna do all this shit over here. So I don't have to think about anything. Yeah. I'll even throw in some, you know, some housewives under the bus and shit. Like, you know, those white wine moms, (laughs) you you hear about those, like, Mm -hmm. you know, they... You know, with all this shit going on, like, I'm sure a lot of people were expecting their kids to go to school. So, hey, I have the house myself. And this is, well, guess what, honey? Yeah. Guess what? You get to be teacher, mom, laundry. You get to be all that shit. And I'm, you know, I think it's put a lot of people in check to the things that they can do. Like, not even, not being able to go to your restaurant. Not being able to eat there. You can get takeout, but I got to fucking eat it here in my car. (laughs) I hate it here. I hate styrofoam. (laughs) Go do plastic silverware. I want the atmosphere. (laughs) Like when the bars shut down and shit, dude. Oh man, it it was fucking chaos. But dude, well, it's a good thing that uh, liquor stores didn't shut down Mm -hmm. and that the pot shops didn't shut down. Oh yeah, people be killing people. Yeah, maybe there would be the streets would run red (laughs) with blood. (laughs) Yeah, man. Oh, man, I couldn't imagine. Like, the bars, one thing, take away the social, but, I mean, like, people weren't having house parties. 
it, it's kind of it was like a weird double standard too where like people were thinking they were rebels like we're gonna have a house party we're gonna have a house party don't tell anybody <laughs> fucking instagram facebook go to dave's house yeah you know but then you couldn't go to the bars so people kind of had to make decisions on what they wanted to do and i was just a lazy bastard in my you know in my chair at the yeah. house it's like things are shutting down you can't do this like well all my shit's at home and that's where i hang out when i'm not at work yeah it did affect me though when i couldn't get my thai food in hood river fucking thai house bro if you ever go oh i love that fucking place shameless plug but what's it called uh thai house thai house like that's yeah fucking 35 and oh that's the thing i look for right now <laughs> that's my thing getting thai food today my guilty pleasure <laughs> <laughs> but you know you couldn't eat in the restaurant and so you know have to eat in the van yeah you know it still tastes good it's still the same and like you lose atmosphere but you know it I, it put a lot of things in perspective for people i think it's, well for me definitely like putting things in perspective. Like. You never quit working though, right? No, you, no. You guys had to continue working throughout the entire thing. Yeah. Yeah. And working overtime too, since, you know, we, we are a company that delivers communication to mm -hmm. people. Don't, sure as hell don't want to drop my work name. But uh, yeah, more and more people were needing services. So mm -hmm. it's like fuck, 10 hour days, you know, six day you know, half an hour lunches and shit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people were, oh, my husband got laid off and I got to work from home. Or, yeah, the kids are online doing school because we can't go in. And it's like, dude, you know, we're, we're fucked. We're all fucked. Yeah. You know, but things are slowly building back up. Yeah. I wonder what's going to happen from here on out. It feels like, it feels like we're a long ways away from from going back to the previous. Mm -hmm. at, at work, we always call it before times. Before times. Going back to before times. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't know if we ever will. I don't know what it would take, uh, like complete eradication of the virus before people could stop wearing masks. It doesn't seem like that's going to happen. It's it seems not. like they're just, this is what it is now. That's uh, what it feels like. Well, yeah, I'll put my beliefs on it. It's not, it'll never It'll never be gone in the sense of like you remove a wart, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, it will. There, there will always be the caution. Mm -hmm. There will always be the fear and stigma of everything. Uh, I mean, we we are slowly getting back to whatever the fuck normal was. When everybody says that, oh, new normal, the normal, the mm -hmm. before times, before times, before times. But no, I it's. I just don't see it. I want to see it go back to where it was. But, like, dude, when it first hit, I didn't hug my mom when she came to visit me at my house. She was coming to drop off something. And because it just hit and everybody's talking about, you know, it's communicable. You can do this and that. Like, I was in a state of fear. I did not want to hug my loved one. Most rational people were. It was super scary at first. Yeah. And, you know, that it was air to the side of caution. I will err to the side of caution if caution is needed, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, I don't know. Well, the shitty thing is it became political. Oh, fuck. As everything does. As everything does. As everything fucking does. Yeah. It, it shouldn't have become that. And I wonder if it wouldn't have, if it would have not been an election year. I bet it would have anyway, but it sucks that 
doing one thing or another immediately pigeonholes you as something. Oh, fuck, dude. Just... Uh, long silence. <laughs> well, and when people assume, that is the biggest folly that people can have is is fucking assuming. You assume because somebody feels some way that they are on a political side, right? Uh, I don't, I don't care who you are. I don't care the pigment on your skin. I don't care your sexual orientation. I don't mm-hmm. care your sexual choices, your religion, any of that thing, any any of that which people, it, it's like broadcasted that I am this and you will, you know, you will respect me and you will you know, like treat me like the unicorn that I am. It's like if... <laughs> <laughs> if you want me to call you your name, I will call you your name. Mm-hmm. Whatever the name is that you fit, you want to be. Yeah. But when it comes to like, you know, ugh, I'm going to get in so much fucking trouble for this. When it comes to playing make-believe, I'm, I'm not down for it. Yeah. You know, I will treat you like a human being. Every human being deserves the respect and be treated as such. I agree. I agree. We're all humans. I don't think anyone can claim otherwise. And we all just want respect and deserve respect. But there's a lot of stupid rules and a lot of stupid things going on right now. And there's a lot of misinterpretation of events and... Misinformation. Misinformation. There's just so much... So much negative that can happen just from saying one thing or doing one thing. Like, you can... You could just get ruined. You can get erased. There's so much erasing going on, and there it's it is. fucking disappointing. Cancel the culture. Yeah. I've it, heard that a lot lately, and it's been a thing. Cancel culture. Like, why, why can't I have a conversation with a human being and not just be, like, the standardized, stereotypical, oh, the weather is nice, isn't it? Yes, weather is nice. The weather is. Well, that's, that's what's cool about this, is this is an open-ended conversation, and it's not meant to get anyone in trouble or mm-hmm. make anybody look bad. It's just people talking. And yeah. the reason I enjoy this and the reason I don't enjoy social media is because when you write out text and post it, there's nuance, there's sarcasm, there's um, anger. Like there's so many emotions underneath everything. And you rarely get a chance to see what that person really is thinking. And mm-hmm. people just fucking freak out, man. Oh shit. Yeah, dude, I got kicked off of the Dallas happenings. Seriously? Oh shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I don't care if it gets me in trouble, but it, some, uh, do I really want to share if, it? Yeah. If, if you don't, if you don't want to, it's no, fine. fuck it. I'll share it. I'll fucking open book, man. No, uh, Somebody was uh, saying how they had spent up all of their, you know, their allotted EBT, like, you know, their food stamps. Food shit. stamps, yeah. Yeah. They, they already spent their allotted whatnots. And so they, it's one thing if you're asking somebody, hey, can you give me the information where I could pick up a food box or, you know, it, if I could possibly get a ride? Like, dude, I would have given this individual a ride, but what they were asking for was, well, I'm out of my EBT, and what I need is uh, somebody to come deliver a food box to me. I don't care where it's from as long as it has meat in it. And all I did was ask a question. All I did was ask a question, like, so you you spent all of your EBT stuff, and so now you 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 have food or don't have food in your cupboards, but 
instead of getting a ride or whatever I'd said, you want something to deliver you like stuff. Yeah. And you have specifications to that. Choosing beggar. Dude, give me a fucking ride. I will, you know, if I have no nothing in my cupboards, like I'll, I'm not so proud. I want my kid to eat. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure this individual wanted their kids to eat, but it wasn't, could you give me a ride too? Could you let me know where it's mm-hmm. bring me? Yeah. Bring me. Yeah. I, I think I got kicked off for like 30 days or some shit. I mm-hmm. was blocked. I don't give a shit. Because you made a comment to that person and they reported you and then you got booted. I, I asked a question. See, and that, it's it's kind of like if you ask questions, you know. They automatically assumed that you were an asshole. And which I am. You, <laughs> <laughs> and you were trying to make them, or you are trying to belittle them or something like that. And really you were just asking them to be uh, self, what is the word I'm looking for? Re- responsible? Self-aware, self-aware yeah, of yeah. the fact. Like it's, do people have hard times? I am not such a fucking asshole that it's like, oh, well, you're, you know, life is hard on you. Ha ha. I laugh at that. Fuck no, I am not that guy. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you need help, ask for help, but don't ask for a handout. Yeah. The fucking handout. Like, I took advantage of that shit when I was in my 20s. Unemployment, food mm-hmm. stamps. Like, mm-hmm. I took that shit. Like, they were giving a 20-something able-bodied male like 250 bucks a month in groceries along with getting like 500 a week you know in unemployment mm-hmm. and of course i'm a son of a bitch for saying no that shouldn't be happening right now no they should have not given me that but yeah. they did yeah and so well th- there there's an argument for social services because there are people who genuinely need help but oh, fuck there, yeah right now yeah there are Definitely. some people who just are 20 and take advantage. <laughs> well, yeah, if you're telling me there isn't a few individuals out there who are there, there are jobs, they're building backup jobs. No, they're not ideal. But if you're telling me that an able bodied human being mm-hmm. who's, who's getting like unemployment right now, it, and I don't know the situations at hand, but I, I know that the fucking dollar is like dying mm-hmm. when you think about it if you're not thinking about the future like what everybody got the 1200 and then people on unemployment got yeah. the extra 600 on yeah. top of the five while the rest of us were working yeah that no I, fault to their own no fault to their own yeah make that clear i don't know what the fallout from that is going to be the the weird thing is like the conservative platform is usually against going further in debt and it's raining in spending and this unprecedented situation happened and they approved the two trillion dollars or whatever it was Mm -hmm. and started handing money out to people and that is a good thing from the perspective of people in our income bracket Mm -hmm. you know oh fuck yeah they are going to take that money and and people underneath our income bracket you know people in poverty they're going to take that money and they're going to spend it which is going to generate revenue for for corporations and for other oh, people. Yeah. You know, it's a good thing from a lot of perspectives, but that money is getting created out of thin air, which mm-hmm. devalues the dollar. And that's a ridiculous amount of money. And they're talking about passing another one here yeah. pretty soon. And it doesn't, I'm not a financial guru. guru. I don't understand any of it, but it doesn't make sense that it's not going to completely fuck us in some way. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if 
it's better to do this now and give people money because there are tons of people who don't have jobs and they got to pay their rent and everything. But I don't know, man, it's confusing. And because of the spread of misinformation on Facebook and across all media, basically. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Nobody really knows what's true anymore. Well, yeah, we don't. Like, wasn't there, there was something that came out and I'll probably miss fucking quote it or something, but how like... The United States government, you know, Republicans, Democrats, all of them, like the United States government puts money into research and development of things that have no fucking bearing on the average citizen. They'll study the the mating rituals of the Northwestern pigeon or mm-hmm. some shit because we need to know these things. Mm-hmm. Let's spend, you know... $3 million on putting in a, a weather station in the middle of buttfuck Egypt that mm-hmm. w- that has no bearing on anything. Yeah. Like, and I'm not a, I, I don't work for the government. I'm not a figurehead, so I don't know how it works, but yeah. millions upon millions of dollars wasted on roads that you and I will never drive on mm-hmm. and that never get utilized. Yeah. Right. But if there was a way to just turn that, like, instead of, you know, Paving a road, uh, you know, out here in the middle of, uh, you know, Oklahoma that nobody lives around for hundreds and hundreds of miles, but we need that road for some fucking reason. Mm-hmm. How about we take that, you know, whatever it was allotted and over here, but the system is like so out there that how, how, how are we going to figure out how to put the money in the right places? That's the problem is that the people who, who are in charge are tied to too many other people that are making money and no one's honest. I don't, I don't trust, I don't trust anybody on the left or the right. And I lean more towards the left, Mm -hmm. but I always try to see both sides because I think both sides have arguments for sure. Um, And uh, shit, where was I going with this? Um, The creamy center? No, God, I had it. I just (laughs) lost it. Uh, yeah, there's, there needs to be a better system and there needs to be a way for us to trust the people who are in charge. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anybody does right now and everybody's scared and everybody's freaking out and it's easier to just join a team than it is to like have a rational discussion with anybody. And as Mm -hmm. soon as you, as soon as you say something like, I believe everyone should have health care, then you're a fucking libtard. Or if you say, I believe in the Second Amendment, then you're a fucking piece of shit conservative. Like, there's no nuance. There's no way to just grab a little bit from here and there. It's like, as soon as you express one opinion, you either get latched onto and, oh, you're on my team, or mm-hmm. you're the fucking enemy. And that's not, <laughs> that's not a way to... To have a, a responsible society, man. We're just, I really don't know where we're going and what's going to happen. I don't think, I know there's a lot of people who really believe in this form of government and really believe that we have a good thing going in America. Mm-hmm. But I don't see it lasting the way it is right now because it's not working. It's not working Well, it right used now. to be you would claim, like, you claim Democrat, claim Republican, so you can vote for your candidate. Because mm-hmm. there's Democrat, Republican, Green Party, Libertarian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I 
think there's one more. There's a there's a bunch. Yeah, there, really, there is. But it was to to elect that candidate that you know kind of you know fits your morals or fits your 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 stance and everything, right? But you know, when, if people take those labels, you know, if we get back to you're a human being, I'm a human being, let's have a conversation of you know, like no. We, we both don't like the government. That That's a great start. But yeah. then it ties into, well, it's because your side or it's because of my yeah. side. It's yeah. because of what you believe in. Like, I, I believe I'm a human being that, you know, I want to have that freedom and pursuit of happiness, right? The shit that was laid out, we the people, right? We the people. Like, it, it just boggles my mind how... I've known people for years, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not until recently that it's ever been like arguments, arguments about shit that we have no fucking bearing on. Mm-hmm. We have no control. I'm going to, I'm going to cast my vote, right? I'm going to cast my vote. I'm going to do my, my, my duty as a United States citizen to vote for who I think can best get this country, you know, where it needs to go. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, who the fuck cares what my opinion is unless we're having a discussion? Yeah. You know? I'm you know, there are people out there that I mean, I love their passion. I love their passion for what they're doing. But it is it helping the greater good? The loudest voices aren't. They're just making things more polarizing. Mm-hmm. And so I got uh, I got the ballot the other day uh, because in Oregon, for anybody who doesn't know, we always get sent our ballot. We don't have to go anywhere mm-hmm. and physically vote. And I was looking it up before you got here. Uh, I thought it was like only us in Washington, but there's really, there's nine states. Mm-hmm. Washington, Oregon, uh, they just added California. D.C. and Vermont, and then also Nevada, Utah, Colorado. So th- there's a few there's a few states where everybody gets to vote by mail, mm-hmm. which is very beneficial to us because we have time to go through it if we want to and figure out what we're going to do. Yeah. I I have uh, these two things that came in the mail, and they're fat stacks. <laughs> And they explain all the candidates and all the measures, measures. and everything. I I never have gone through these before. I usually just check everything off. Yeah, because, yeah. The other day, I had some time and I went through it. And I spent probably 30, 45 minutes reading a bunch of different things. Oh, yeah. Going in depth of you where it's going. You can't do that. If you're waiting in line in Ohio, you're waiting in line for four or five hours just to cast a vote on one thing, mm-hmm. I don't blame people who don't want to or if they can't get time off from work to go do it. I wouldn't wait in line five hours to fucking vote for something. It's not worth it, you know? Oh, yeah. You Unless you're living it because there, there are people. There are people that, oh, you ain't doing your civic duty. You wouldn't take time off work to change your future, your kid's future. Okay, you take five fucking hours off. Right, we are yeah. fortunate in Oregon because I can check that shit and be good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a whole left and right concept. It is, and the disappointing part is that. So, just driving around Gresham recently, there will be uh, candidates 
signs on the corners, you know, vote for Joe Schmo or whatever. And I like that guy. <laughs> he's got a great platform. Oh. You, I realized this as I was going through the ballot and like checking stuff off. Cause in, in the past, what I would have done is I just would have said, who's the Democrat? Who's the Democrat? Who's the Democrat? And I would have voted that way. And yeah. that's not right. And that's what I used to do. Yeah. This year, based on how my opinions have changed in the last few years and everything, I like really wanted to try to see if I could relate to anybody. And the other thing that I realized is that when you're just like a normal person and you're driving around in Gresham or whatever, whoever sign you see, whether or not you want to vote for that person, it subconsciously becomes a name that you know. Right. And so if you have four options and you've seen signs for this one person a hundred times around town, you at least know what their name is. Yeah. And you may be more influenced to choose that person. And that's not the right reason to vote for anybody. Yeah, you know, flash. And it's the also flash. not right what I did where I just vote for whatever party I thought I considered myself to be a part of. Mm -hmm. And so the whole thing... I don't know, man. It's so disappointing. I, I wish there were more legit options than left or right. But really, you could vote libertarian or you could vote progressive or Green Party or whatever, mm -hmm. but they're not going to win. And that's the sad fact of the standings. As much as there are there are individuals, there is a good chunk of individuals that will vote for Joe Jorgensen. And she has a lot of good points. Mm -hmm. I will say that. Like, she has a lot of great points. But this year, it's just the lesser two fucking evils, man. Mm -hmm. Just like last time, lesser two fucking <laughs> yeah. evils. And I will get shit from Trump supporters and, you know, for people that want Joe Biden just because mm -hmm. I try to not show my cards when it comes to this, like, poker game of politics. Mm -hmm. Like, I believe in what I believe in. I love my rights. Mm -hmm. You know, I love my family. I, I like my government fucking small. Yeah. Because I, I don't want there to be, like interest group upon interest group that's tied into the government that is spending mine and your fucking money. Mm -hmm. You know, I like my fucking money. Well, there's an argument for, and I'm an idiot. I don't know what I'm talking about. Somebody will prove me wrong, but there's oh, an, they always do. There's an argument for not having a federal government and the States. I mean, I guess there's some things the federal government would have to do just to keep everything under one union, but yeah. there's an argument for each state just having their own rules and their own laws. And you know what? I don't know why we need a president. It seems like there's a lot of focus on that position. Mm -hmm. And as we've seen in the last four years, like you can do an unbelievable amount of shit, whether it's right or wrong, and nothing really comes of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he signs the executive order, right? But... We're talking about senators, congressmen, like congresswomen, mm -hmm. you know, congresspeople. Yeah. Like we're, we're talking about all these senators and people that basically, where's the push-pull? So one person decides, one person decides that they want to make a law. Mm -hmm. So they have to go to their constituents, mm -hmm. right? And so those constituents go to their congress, go to their senators, go, go to their elected officials, mm -hmm. right? And they want this bill like I, I don't remember Schoolhouse Rock, you know. <laughs> I just I just thought of that when you said Bill. <laughs> just a lonely old Bill. But it it you could do like cartwheels in your head, mm -hmm. right? About where how am I 
Joe Schmo. I'm actually the guy running. Ah, how can I get my vote? Uh, but how can I, Joe Schmo, like get the change? Right? Because I live where I live, and so the closest elected official I have, I believe, is a mayor. Mm-hmm. Right? That mayor can talk to. That's an unpaid position in the Dallas. Did you know that? Oh yeah. What is your inspiration to do that if you are not getting paid? Maybe he's going to model for the Sears catalog soon. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's I'm sure it's the integrity of the town that you are a mayor of or whatever. I can't, like I said, I can't speak for anybody and why they do the things they do. Mm-hmm. I just know that if you want to do those things, you better be ready for scrutiny. Like, well, that is the cool thing about an unpaid position in the public realm is you know that person genuinely cares mm-hmm. about that area. Unless they're getting kickbacks from construction companies and shit. But that person is doing that for free. Yeah. And who does stuff for free? People who are passionate. Like, all the nonprofits around here are in in the world. Like, those people don't make any money. They do it because they genuinely care about the institution. Yeah. And so... Fucking St. I mean... OHSU, the St. Jude's and Shriners nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Non-fucking-profit. Yeah. If it wasn't for them, you know, where would I be? And yeah, yeah, like people like that. If it wasn't for them, like doing the shit that they do, we'd be in piss poor condition, Mm man. I mean. Yeah. And I mean, the other thing that really seems like it needs to change is term limits, in my opinion. Oh, fuck yes. There, There are too many positions in the federal government where people can just remain in that position forever like you look at somebody like mitch mcconnell or lindsey graham those guys are very divisive and maybe maybe the area that they reside the the people who support them are super passionate and they believe they're really doing good things but when you've been in that cycle for a long enough time i mean it happens to me when i look at the ballot for jeff merkley i've heard jeff merkley's name a million times so 80% of Democrats, 90% of Democrats in the state of Oregon are instantly going to choose his name when they see the ballot. And I'm sure the same thing happens in wherever McConnell and Graham are from. Those people just see their name and they instantly check it off. And that is a shitty way to run a country. Mm -hmm. I don't think, I mean, I think it should be similar to the president. Maybe you get two four-year terms and then you're done. And the other thing too is like the Supreme Court fucking life appointment are you kidding? I don't care exactly. if you're Democrat or conservative or Republican. You should not be able to maintain a one in nine position for the rest life. of your life. Then you, you've got... Well, yeah, because what, what would happen for them to lose that? Like what kind of like scandal where they have to be under? You can't, for, I don't think you can. Yeah. Unless you do something fucking heinous, man. I don't think you can get removed from that position. That is fucking scary. And then you've got, I mean, you've got. Well, Schumer and Pelosi, how long have they been in politics as well? Oh, I don't know. I'm man. not trying to show like against any candidate, but like, fuck. Biden has been in politics for like 30 some odd plus years. Like, of course, not the same position, but he's been in it. Yeah. Right. He's been in the fucking show. Mm -hmm. And once you become a career politician like that, you have no incentive to install term limits Mm -hmm. or a lower pay or whatever. Like you're it, it. It goes against your best interest to incorporate any new laws like that. Mm -hmm. So it just 
goes on the way it goes. Yeah, unless you're thinking about legacy kind of thing. Like, hey, what am I leaving behind mm-hmm. more than what what can I do to stay? Yeah. You know, kind of a thing. Like, fuck, man, I'm not going to be able to take it with me when I die. But, hey, whatever I leave is going to go, you know, somewhere. Yeah. Right? So maybe more politicians thought that way that, hey, you know, most of them have fucking kids. It's like, you know, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Like, how about you set a law that if if you're, you know, God, I'm throwing this out. Your your child is quadriplegic. Uh-huh. You know, try to figure out a way to, you know, make that easier for them and children like them, uh-huh. you know, adults like them that have to struggle with said, you know, ailments, injuries, you know, dispositions mm-hmm. of life. You know, make it easier for the people that are behind you as opposed to seeing what you can fuck up for the people in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah, because in a way, it almost becomes like a, like ancient monarchy, you know? You are, you have the name, the brand, you know? Like mm-hmm. the Kennedys, man. Oh, fuck. Anybody in the Kennedy family could run for public office and they'll fucking win, man. Yeah. You there create... is a Kennedy. Like, there's a senator somewhere and who the fuck knows where. I don't give a sh- I don't fucking know. But I know he's, like, a part of the system. Yeah. And how is he a part of the yeah. system? Well, and, I mean, just like the Trumps. Like, mm-hmm. it, even, I mean, say he loses in November and whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. In 8, 10, 12 years, I bet one of his kids could run. And, and could win just because of name recognition. And that is a really shitty way to run a, a group of people and that you just put your faith in someone because a of a fucking bloodline, man. In, in, in the brand. Yeah. It's not about the individual themselves. It's yeah. the fucking brand. Yeah. And that's why it's so hard to pick out the, the positives of – your candidate mm-hmm. like whoever whoever your candidate is you're trying to pick out the good points right but when both sides are throwing so much shit at each other is just like what you say when you see a sign of a person's name mm-hmm. once like all those commercials that come up like joe schmo way back in the day he picked his nose and he ate it <laughs> <laughs> oh man i'm not bummer <laughs> him boogers are gross <laughs> 20 years ago, Joe Schmo had given a ride to a prostitute. <laughs> he didn't engage, or did he? <laughs> that fucking like, horror movie And it goes black voice. and white, yeah. yeah. This is sponsored by the other candidate. Yeah. Paid for. Like, fucking, you see that shit all the... And you don't even need those commercials anymore for this shit. Yeah. You don't. All you have to do is turn on fucking MSNBC, Fox News, CNN. Just pick your fucking poison, because... You know, you want to hear, you want to hear some shit. Oh, Hunter Biden, you know, is is a cokehead. Uh, okay, that's already well known. But then it, it goes on to he did this and that and this and this, and then Trump did. It's like, are we going to get to the issues? No, like, where no, we're not. You know, where where are we going to see where this is going to better America? Is it's like a fucking high school president, like yeah. fucking. SB officer election and shit. Like. Well, dude, that's the thing that cracks me up about if you want to, if you want to support Trump and go for another four years, that's your choice. I'm not going to, I'm not going to argue with anybody over that. Mm-hmm. But when you see the slogan on the flags and on the signs and everything where it says, keep America great. 
thought it was Make Again. <laughs> well, it was Make America Great Again. Okay, but there are some now where it says Keep America Great. Like he achieved the goal. Mm-hmm. If you think America's great right now, you're a fucking idiot. Okay? It is one of the most divisive, shitty, protesting, angry, ridiculous time periods in our history. It is not great right now. And if you think it could get better because of him, that's cool. But it's not good right now. Things, I don't know anybody. Well, things need that, to change. Like it's, it is in the atmosphere right now. Mm-hmm. You can cut that shit with a knife. Like where, you know, some people would say, "Well, you don't know what you're talking about." This and that. Like, yeah, if you look at the grand scheme of things, when we have people that just want to protest, mm-hmm. but then we have rioters, mm-hmm. and then we have two way supporters, but then we have, you know. You know, BLM, KKK, mm-hmm. this interest, that interest, like for trans rights, like straight power, mm-hmm. you know, uh, so much fucking garbage yeah. that it's like, where are we going to find the unity mm-hmm. as opposed to the divide? Yeah. You know? That's why I don't know if the, if the president, I don't know. I guess one person could better bring people together if you found the right person, mm-hmm. but there's just it doesn't seem like anybody who was like truly in the center and tried to incorporate ideas from both sides, it doesn't seem like they would ever gain traction because people want to say, I'm on this side or other people want to say, no, I'm on this side. You know, like yeah. it's so weird, man. It's like, it's like having a favorite football team or a favorite basketball team or whatever. Like Seahawks are the best, man. Fuck the Broncos. It's like, that's why I don't watch sports. <laughs> <laughs> people want to be on a team. They want to be on a team. Well, they want to be on the winning team. Well, that too. Yeah. No, I don't think there's anybody out there that's like, I really hope that they lose, you know? I really hope that either my sport team or my candidate, I hope they lose, <laughs> you know? If if that's, no. No. Uh, you know, you want to be on the winning team, and that's, yeah. how, it, that's how it goes. Yeah. You know? What, what if your team... That's the thing I think a lot of people got to take a step back on both sides. Like, I'm really, when I talk about trying to be indifferent, because you need to, that if both sides looked at, you know, would it be better if my candidate lost? You know, the person I supported, because, yeah, I may be a whatever. I may be Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, this, that, the other. But we know it's the two big shows. Mm-hmm. It's like, what if my candidate didn't win? Like, would that be better? Mm-hmm. Like, consider. Just consider. Open your fucking mind. People got that tunnel vision on, we need to get them in. We need mm-hmm. to get them in. Mm-hmm. But think about, what if they weren't? Yeah. You know? What would happen? I don't think most people have the compassion for, like, deep thinking like that. It's easier to it's, – it's also a mixture of, like, where you live – uh, who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. And did you, oh, you don't have Netflix. There's this. <laughs> there's yes, that's right. I'm one of the few people you will meet that do not have Netflix. He's got a wall of DVDs. He doesn't need Netflix. That's right. There is a. Wallflix. There's, there's a documentary that came out recently called The Social Dilemma that's on Netflix. And it's all about how you being on social media and getting your news and your information from them allows them to collect data about what you like. Mm -hmm. And then they send you more items that you like happens on YouTube. When you go down a YouTube 
path. You oh, know, yeah, dude, I'm on YouTube all the time, and the the related, Recom- yeah. related, yeah, r- recommended, yeah, yeah. And so the crazy thing is, like, those entities do not allow for open thinking because the more you click on things that you're interested in, the more it sends you like that, and the further it pushes you, whichever way you're already well, yeah, going on your side, as opposed to being you know exposed to everything yeah yeah and so that it blew my mind when i was watching that and they they had this really poignant way of explaining it they're like you get in you're on one side and you get in an argument with someone else on the other side and you're like how could they be so stupid how do they not see it the way i see it popular videos the truth is they actually don't see it Mm -hmm. they see their very narrow filter of news they don't see all the stuff you see. And the same thing over here. When you're on one side, you see your little group. You don't see the other stuff that people are seeing. So everybody's getting their own specific stream of news based on what you already click on. Oh, yeah. It's the social the social media news outlets. You think about it, it's kind of like a restaurant, right? You and I go to a restaurant. Or we may order the same thing. We may order something separate. And so I, I order my meal or I get my information. You get yours. Mm-hmm. Well, my meal was the best meal ever. And, it, you know, it, I know I'm dumbing it down that way. But think about it. Like where, you know, we're both in the vicinity of news. But because your avenue is different from my avenue, like we are partial to what we get. Yeah. And so, of course, like if it speaks volumes to you, like – and all you see is the negative points like, hey, I'm not focusing on your main dish. Like, your side dish looks like shit, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a hair in your glass. Like, I'm not sh- – yeah, your meal is shit. Mm-hmm. You know, your news, your information is shit Yeah. because, you know. Yeah, no, that's a good analogy because if you go to a restaurant and you always get pizza, you go there a hundred times, you get pizza. And then one time you're like, oh, I'll get some fettuccine Alfredo and you don't like it. You're like – Okay, I'm going to go back to pizza. So you just keep doing that thing right. that you've always done because it's comfortable and it's like... It's comfortable. It's known. It's reinforcing your your belief and whatever. Yeah, and all my friends, they get pizza. What am I doing trying this fettuccine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit is disgusting. It's so gross. I hate it. Actually, I love fettuccine. Me too. And that, what, you know what's funny? I had pizza for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fuck, I should make something. Oh, I better get on the road. Leftover spookies? Mm. Mm. Oh, man. I miss spookies. Oh, dude. It's, uh, yeah. It's good stuff. Shit. I love it. Does uh, our old friend from uh, school, do his parents still own it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the younger brother is still there. Oh, really? Oh, dude. Still rocking it out. Like, Do you remember when it was Pietro's back in the day? Fuck. Yes, I do. (laughs) Dude, I remember that shit. That's why... These kids today. <laughs> Been having a lot of those fucking moments lately. It's like, uh, <laughs> it, not to go kind of on the subject, but not. I had, I was riding along with somebody yesterday and I, I cracked a joke about, like, yeah, I got some CDs on the CD player. <laughs> now, kids, there was a time before streaming and Spotify where we had to take these compact discs. And even before that, we had cassettes. It's like, God damn, we're going to be fucking old. It moves quick. But, 
Dude, the changing, the changing of everything. It was like Pietro's, then BJ's or something. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I actually kind of like that. A lot of people hate on, on BJ's. There's one up here on, uh, I think, Jansen Beach. It's kind of expensive, but it the crust... Well, the name alone gets you hooked. I mean, you're driving by like, honey, mm, really? how about a BJ? Pizza. <laughs> be like your... You just let it hang for a little while. <laughs> Awkward silence. Oh, changings, changings. Like, man. Uh, I don't know, li life is, it's interesting now. Like, it is a lot different from when we were younger. I mean, we're, people are more, I don't want to say people, but I'm more cognitive of surroundings now mm -hmm. and thinking about, you know, thinking about the future, not just mine. Like, it would be selfish to think that you should just, you know, better yourself or better, you want better for just yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, man, I want the environment to get figured out. I want housing to be more available for people that are less fortunate than me. I mean, that, what kind of a human being would I be if, oh, I don't, you know, people need to remain poor and people should just be happy with what they get. Sometimes what they get is shit. Yeah. And I want everybody to be successful. Environment, housing, you know, financial situations and mm -hmm. shit. You know, there's there's so many problems out there trying to figure out how to solve them. I mean, what are we going to do? Yeah. People, people generally have the same goal, in my opinion. You... You want to you wanna be happy and healthy and be able to take care of your family. Mm -hmm. And everything else going on is just like noise. You really just, you want a job and you want a place to live and to be able to feed your kids. And yeah. if people would just boil it down to that and then be like, hey, like who cares if we don't need to get tied up on all this little fringe shit on yeah. on the edges like this is the main goal yeah chill but, out chill like, out like my happiness is wanting a place out in the country for me and my kid you know to be happy healthy and pursuit of happiness here mm -hmm. well and somebody else may want a, a, a stone house in downtown you know big city bill yeah. you know and that's their piece of the pie like it, if it works for them it works for them everybody's happiness is different but we do all want to be in the same kind of spectrum of things yeah like you know that's that's what i want mm -hmm. you know yeah it's interesting the older i get the more i don't want to live in the city mm -hmm. and i want to live in a rural area it's a shit man i'm telling you <laughs> you walk out i mean shit i walk out of my underwear i can unload a clip you know just for target practice you know mm -hmm. As long as the sheep aren't in the way. <laughs> oh, did I mention, yeah, where I live there is a sheep farm. Like, oh, dude. Like, it, it's peaceful. But it, just like everybody's main goal, peaceful is a lot different mm -hmm. for everybody, too. Because mm -hmm. sometimes peaceful is being able to go down, you know, your favorite coffee shop. Other times it's being able to make your own and sitting on your deck. Yeah. You know? I mean, once, when we get past November, once we get past all this, like, you know, I I really hope that, you know, things will get better. But hoping and doing are different things. Mm -hmm. But you or I, are, I don't think, are the people that, you know, 
should be, you know, we're, we're talking bigger heads than ours. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. We're just little people. Well, I hate to say it like that, but honestly, like, if we do our part to better our lives and the people around us, like, we do what we can to better their lives with ours, mm-hmm. I mean, it could be fucking contagious. And that can, you know, that that could move mountains. But it's really the people that are in, you know, the higher seats that really need, they need to get their fucking shit together. Yeah. Because I didn't decide to go to electoral college. I didn't decide to become a senator, a congressperson. They did. Mm-hmm. I, I want to give them my full support. Do a great job. I, hoorah. Let's go team. They all need to get their fucking shit together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am little man, you know. Living in Smallville, fucking Oregon, where I live. But no, I didn't make that conscious choice to want to be in charge of telling people what they should do and where their money should go. Yeah. You know, I'm the guy that works my fucking ass off and pays taxes Mm -hmm. to make sure that we have roads, that we have hospitals, that schools are taken care of. Like, you know, people that are in suffrage can, you know, that I'm not ashamed to admit that that is bigger head like bigger heads than mine mm-hmm. have to make those decisions. So, you know, we all need to do our fucking job. Yeah. Yeah. And then it will be paradise at some point. Oh, pure paradise. Just peanut butter and jelly sandwiches <laughs> on the sand. <laughs> <laughs> That's your paradise too. Oh, well, mm, PB and J PB and J sunny day at the beach. Hmm. Sometimes it's it's Domino's at Newport. Ooh, dude, that was my dude taking the kiddo first trip ever to the beach. Like, fuck, there. God damn, dude. Yeah, just to switch up gears. Like, first first trip to the beach, right? Never been there, whatever. Until we get there, and I thinking about meal options and shit. Like, you walk down, you know, twenty dollar plates at this bistro, that bistro. Yeah, it's like I, I understand this is like a tourist, you know, place and shit. But you're you're telling me. Chicken strips are going to cost me fucking $12 because they come with fries. Does that come with a drink? No, that's separate. You bitch. <laughs> the audacity. <laughs> but So you hit Domino's instead. Oh, yeah, dude. It was a fucking blast. Went down the beach, got all wet and sandy, and then ordered Domino's, hung out at the hotel. I will say this. When the fuck did they stop having Saturday morning cartoons on, like, ABC and CBS and NBC? Dude, I haven't watched cable TV in years i don't even know i don't even know what they do anymore well technically this was you know dish oh. well it's all the same fucking monster but yeah we woke up saturday and i'm like flipping through like fucking abc news hour you know cbs fucking QVC. news 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 yeah. and it's like dude i had to make like an effort to find just some sort of like you know cartoon for him to watch before we got ready to hit the beach and shit it's like god damn shove that shit down my throat <laughs> I guess you need to do, like, remember MTV? How it used to be music television? Yeah. Now to actually see music, you got to go to, like, MTV4 or MTV5. Do they even have videos on TV anymore? I don't know. Well, they have music on the background for 16 and Pregnant or, uh, you know. Uh, Somebody's know. watching it, I guess. Somebody is. It's not us. Some demographic. Yeah. You know, no, nobody gives a shit about us. We're in our mid-30s. <laughs> Nobody cares about Nobody us Nobody gives anymore. a shit. Like, I'm 35. I think that's a cutoff for, yeah. like, the demographic. Only people between 25 and 35. And you know what's interesting is that is the age you have to be to be uh, legally 
uh, a candidate for president. presidency. Yeah. yeah. When you become Kennedy. Kennedy was 35, wasn't he? When he became president? No, I think he was <sighs> 42 or 44. Why do we have to argue? <laughs> <laughs> that's a, what? That's only like seven years. Yeah, it's young. <sighs> like that's, dude, anything. that's what I would like to see. I would like to see someone more in our demographic. And you can call that ageism if, if you want. Ageist. I, Ageist. I don't think an 80-year-old man, either of them, that Trump's 74, I think, Biden's 78. I don't think either of them are capable of representing our country mm. as a whole. I think we should have somebody younger. You, you got to get somebody who's more... Like those guys, those guys don't know what it's like to be a human. They don't have struggles. Well, if you think about it, I mean, what was it? Uh, Trump had had said something in an interview about, yeah, I got a small loan of, you know, a million dollars. Yeah, to start out, yeah. Like a small loan of a million. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. When I I was trying to get a loan of five grand, I didn't have the fucking credit for it. (laughs) I'm just like, oh, shit. And fucking Biden... Jesus Christ, man. He was he's been in politics what, 33? A long 30, time, man. Yeah. So, I don't know. And it's like, dude, you you've basically sat sat in the chair and told other politicians how they're fucking up. Yeah. Or you've quoted people and, and it's like, yeah, neat. I don't think either one of them. Like the average they have no the idea. average human. Well, let's say human. Have you ever seen that that video where uh, I believe it was George W. and I believe it was during his presidency where he like went to a grocery store and they had like a like a photo op video thing for the news and he's like going through the checkout and he has no idea how much anything costs. Mm-hmm. He's like getting, you know, bananas. Oh, I th- thought bananas were fourteen dollars. You know, like he those guys. I would have loved to see that shit. I, I'll look it up. It's it's on the internet somewhere. Um, the internet, they have those, everything. Those guys, they have been so removed from struggles that normal people have, they don't even know how much shit costs. They think a well, million like, dollars is a small loan. Well, and it's like the dynasty scenario, you know, like you were talking about with Kennedy's, like last names, Trump, Biden. Like you're thinking about. Like these are dynasties, mm-hmm. like how there was King James and King James the the fucking fourteenth or whatever the fuck. I I fucking suck at history, like from you know the Middle Ages and shit like that. But yeah, yeah they're they're born into like you know it, it, their timeline is not like yours or mine. Mm-hmm. Like dad was Oregon State Police, mom was in child services, you know, and like they had good jobs for the time being. But it was we weren't living in the laps of fucking luxury. Yeah. Like going on a vacation as a family where you have two parents, four kids, like it was a big fucking deal. Yeah. It it was a pain in the fucking ass. And looking back, I got Yeah. Hey, my my there were two fucking cassettes played on family trips. It was either (laughs) the Beach Boys greatest hits or the Moody Blues. That was it. Oh man. We didn't listen to fucking radio. And that aside, but you know, th- things like that, going on trips uh-huh. or going camping. Like, you know, we go to Willow Lake like once a year as a family and everything. You know, play on the boat, blah, blah, blah. But like, imagine that being like, oh, Charlotte, where should we take the kids today? Mm, weekend in the Hamptons. Uh, do we want to go to the beach cottage or do we want to go to the condominiums in Vermont? Mm, let's go to Paris. 
Paris, what a lovely idea. <laughs> Charmaine, pack the things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, Make me a PB&J for this. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want is a PB&J. Mm-hmm. Mm, yes. Yeah, dude. It's it's whacked out. One, you could chalk it up to jealousy, but I, dude, the experiences that we had, you know, like... Even uh, me and you have, have gone different paths, but the experiences that we have, they, they mold the people that we are, but still. I'd way rather have my life. I, I'd want I'll, your life, too. I'll I'd never really be rich. <laughs> I'll never experience what it's like to have that sort of wealth. But, dude, mm. the things that you and I did, just growing up in a small town, and mm. man, that builds character. It does. Yeah. It makes you more susceptible to have a, an open conversation but just to be a fucking human being yeah like we need more of that none of this fucking i will climb over you to achieve my goals shit yeah like be a human being yeah you know like you know uh, i don't know how better to put it like be a fucking human being Mm -hmm. like you are physically one but do you live the concept of being one yeah you know yeah you just got to have a little bit of compassion be open-minded all right well, I think that's a good spot to chop it. I like spots. So, dude, I'm glad you came over. Thanks uh, for doing it with me. Uh, I'm glad I made the trip. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. All right.